Friedrich Nietzsche is known to have said, there is more wisdom in your body than in your deepest philosophy. As science and understanding of the body-mind and mind-body connection advances, we can also see that the body holds, so to speak, our deepest subconscious behaviors. It is like the program that runs beneath the surface. So to tune into the body and to listen to the wisdom that's there, it's important and necessary to get beyond the bodily habits and reactions. Otherwise, there can be confusion with listening to one's body and reacting to the fear that it feels in a certain situation. So to dive into listening to the body, I invited my friend Robin Finney onto the show. She is an oracle, intuitive, and authenticity guide, author, international model, and speaker, certified retreat leader, certified yoga teacher, and because one of her favorite things is being an aunt, she's a wandering aunt. She creates safe and inspiring spaces for people to connect on a deeper level so they can be seen, heard, and received with love through oracle cards, writing, coaching, retreats, travel, and photoshoot experiences. You can check out more of her work, including her international photoshoot experiences, at www.wonderingaunt.com. Wondering, W-A, not W-O. And on social media under the name at Wondering Aunt. If you haven't yet, please leave a review about the show and today's guest on Apple Podcasts and head over to SolomonEzra.com or follow me on Instagram at King underscore Solomon 8 and Facebook Solomon Ezra Berezin to learn more. Also subscribe to my YouTube channel Solomon Berezin to get updates on new videos and podcasts. And finally, if you're interested in starting my one-on-one coaching programs, head over to the coaching services pages on my website and be sure to reach out. One is called Mindset Go, and it's geared for athletes looking to get an edge on the performance of their mind. And the other is Cultivating Certainty, aimed to help individuals with uncertainties and anxieties transform their health. Now onto the show with Robin Finney. It's so funny. I was thinking um, about when we met and I was like, oh yeah, we met at that Joe Dispenza event. And I was like, no, we didn't. We met in a coffee shop. Yeah. And then... And then again, uh, at the, when he was in Houston. Yes. Yeah. I do. I think, I think that was very cool. And, uh, you know, we could even start there, how it was back in Dallas. And, uh, at that time I was like really interested in reading his books and really getting into it and, and learning it as, as much and as deeply as I can. And I would take the book with me to different coffee shops, even like after I was finished reading it. Uh, just to, as a conversation starter, or see like if if somebody would pick up on it, and it worked like nearly every time I would go to a coffee shop, somebody would would notice it, and it would spark conversation. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. But uh, we happened to stay in touch, and then I just would look into and and follow your different photo shoots and stuff that you've done, and then next thing we know is near like almost a year later last uh october what was it 2020 or 2019 it was 2019 yeah yeah and then we um you i think you you noticed me at the his one day workshop in houston yeah and uh yeah so it's it's really cool we just have these spontaneous um times we just run into each other yes yeah so great i love how life life does that yeah well 
to, to get started, Robin, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, your, your background and what led into all the, the different coaching you're, you've been doing, the photo shoot, uh, and the wonderful like traveling that you've been doing around the world. I've been, uh, I've been able to listen to a few of your um, talks that you've given that are on YouTube, as well as some uh, short podcasts. But I'd love to really hear it from you and uh, get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so like many, many entrepreneurs have a, a similar story of being in the corporate world. And um, that was me. I was in, worked for the same company for over 11 years. And I just always had this itch to travel. And I kind of had a work to try mentality. And so I would go on like epic, tri epic tricks, trips every year, but it just always left me with this feeling like, oh, I'm meant to do this longer. Yeah. I'm meant to do this long-term. And so finally, after I went on my first meditation retreat in 2017 in Guatemala, and I got just a clear vision that it was time to quit my job. And so it took, took a little bit after that yeah. um, to really lean into that. But then I in 2018, I actually, it's been right around this time, three years, I quit my job and I bought a one-way ticket to Australia. And then for the next eight months, I only bought one-way tickets and would just travel. I would show up in a place and kind of have the place speak to me and meet people and would either travel somewhere for an event or based on somebody saying like, oh, you should check out this city or this country. Yeah. And it was in my travels that I just really learned to connect with myself on a deeper level and kind of uncover like really who I am and what gifts I have to offer and what I want to do. And through that, I stepped into doing photo shoots and it was something, it's so beautiful when you think about like how this, like the synchronicities of life yeah. and kind of like how we met mm -hmm. and everything, but just how, like when you really follow your heart and follow your yes, how life just shows up for you. And so that, that showed up for me in that way. I just, I was going to a really cool city in Mexico and I thought, oh, this would be a really fun place to do a photo shoot. And then I like really connected with the, um, the city and with the, the guy who was doing my nails found out I was doing a photo shoot and he said, oh, you have to come back and let me do your makeup. And I was like, oh, oh really? And so it just like, it, again, it kind yeah. of sparked that, but it was in that moment that I saw the joy of him being in his craft and in his art. And I saw the same joy and light with the photographer. And I thought, you know, this is a really cool way to experience local culture and support local artisans. And so that birthed my photo shoot mission. And since then I've modeled in eight different photo shoots across, I think four continents and it stopped, obviously it paused in 2020 with the pandemic, but I'm hoping mm -hmm. to start that up again soon. Yeah. Um, and then also just throughout my journey, I started getting into just a more spiritual path and journey and just really listening to my inner being and my inner soul and what just what wanted to come forth through that. And so I started experimenting with um, just learning about Oracle, <clears throat> Oracle cards and my intuition and like my, like tuning into my body and hearing that my body 
has wisdom. Yeah. And so through that, that's kind of birthed my um, company now. So it's been, awesome. been quite a journey, quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing. And I, I can understand like when you were first taking those initial jumps or initial leaps, you know, you, you really have to be in, in tune with your body that as you, as you mentioned, and one of my favorite quotes is, uh, there's more wisdom in your body than in your deepest philosophy by, uh, by, by Nietzsche. And I'd really love to, to, to dive in a little bit more into that and, and hear from you. How did you first kind of honor that, that, that little voice that was, you know, urging or pushing you to, to, to go travel? Or what was it about the photography that that helped to kind of reveal your your soul as your as you um, mentioned and you even offer it as um as a way to help people you know get in touch with really who they are what is it about the photography as a way because it's that that it reveals somebody's inner um soul yes it was actually a photo shoot that started my journey what I call my journey to transformation. And in 2015, I had just kind of gotten out of a really dark space in my life. And I'd entered a, I was in a depression for a while. Yeah. And, and so I started coming out of that and taking like, taking program, I was like, um, taking different seminars, participating in um, programs and learning more about transformation. And I saw that one of my friends who's a photographer was doing a celebration photo shoot. And so I thought, oh, that sounds intriguing. And from a little girl, I'd always dreamed of like, mod like being in a warehouse. Like I don't know, I had this vision of an abandoned warehouse. And so I told, I told my friend that. And so we did, we did that. We found an abandoned warehouse in Dallas and um, but it was like, it was a cool experience like in the moment being mm. photographed um, it's very vulnerable to be in front of the camera and allow yourself to be, to express yourself and show up in that way. But really the magic that showed up for me was after when I got my photos, it was really the first time that I looked at myself and was like, oh, wow, I'm actually beautiful. And it wasn't like from a space of like, um, physical beauty while I saw that but it was like I could see myself on a deeper level because I could still see in those photos there was still some pain present because I was still just like starting to um, just heal myself and so I think it was just like me seeing like the authenticity and the allowance of allowing myself to be experienced in that way yeah and then every photo shoot I've done since then it's like it's so cool because I always allow the place and what's going on in my life to kind of show me what it is. So each, each photo shoot has a different vibe to it. Yeah. And no, I, I love, always I love looking at the photos too, that you have, they're like, they're super high quality as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it reminds me of, uh, there's a wonderful quote, you know, as above, so is, is below or that there's, you know, it's said in several different ways or different um, verbiage, you know, the outer world is a, is a reflection of your inner world. So it's like, sometimes I feel like we don't, or we discredit the, the surface because, you know, it's also true. There's more beyond the surface than just surface level. 
but it, it is also true, you know, like you were experiencing when you were looking at the photographs that, you know, when you're also very in tune with your soul and who you are, you know, authentic self, it also shows externally. Yes. So it's really, it's really cool. And it's original, and I, I, you know, there's so many different uh, people that, that go around the world traveling, and doing doing different photographs. But I love your your story behind it. Yeah, thank you. And and it's one of one of the things that I do is, and I I share this with my clients too. Is we set I always set an intention mm. every time to identify like what it is that I want to embody in my photos, and then I let the photographer know that too. Okay. And, and so it's like more of a conversation and then it's like allowing that part of you to be seen and expressed as well. Cause we don't often, that's like, if you're getting headshots taken or, um, for like your, your profile or your website or something, like oftentimes we may not think about like, we're like, Oh, I'm just going to get photos taken so yeah. I can have updated, but we don't think about like it from a deeper level. And it's like, no, who do I actually want to be? Who do I want to shine? in my photos and allow that person to be expressed. Wow. It, it does take a lot of um, being in tune with your body. But, but first, do you, is it your camera and you ask, like you bring somebody along to, to take the photographs or you find somebody local? I um, find somebody local because that's mm -hmm. part of my mission is to support locals. Yeah. And um, so wherever I go, I'll find a local photographer and hair and makeup artist. I don't always do the hair and makeup, but it just depends on the timing. But I always hire a local photographer. Wow. Yeah. In, in the conversation of, um, you know, being in tune with your body and I think you really, it really means like your intuition. Mm -hmm. yeah you you open up uh really on your website on the about you page and explaining how you grew up very in tune with your body how did you learn to listen to to it the intuition from the body and really kind of distinguish between listening to it and and allowing that guidance and not falling victim to when it's just feeling fear at a certain time because, right. Um, because there is, you, there's a, can be a split hair there that somebody maybe doesn't, they think they're listening to their body when really it's just fear coming up that uh, keeps them from going out of their comfort zone. Right. Yes, that's a great question. And it's interesting because I look back at my life and as a child, my coping mechanism was I would go and hide. Mm -hmm. And Same. so it's like if things were crazy, I would, I would go and hide. And I used to look at that as like, oh, why am I always running away? And now I can look at it like, wow, as a child, I had that wisdom of knowing my body was telling me like it did, it wasn't safe and I needed to protect me and take care of me. And as an adult, I've definitely had to navigate that. And like for a while, for many years, I mean, I would walk around with like pain in my neck and shoulders. And it wasn't until I would say, within the last two years that when I started learning more about my, um, my intuitive gifts and just like really the sensations in my body that it's when I'm feeling it in my neck and shoulders, it's actually not mine. Interesting. Like 
so I'm I'm a highly I'm highly sensitive, or um, other people know may know it as the term of empath, okay. and so I do I feel things in my body, and so I've learned to distinguish, and so oftentimes when it is like in my neck and shoulders, then I can look and I'll ask questions. So that's what I encourage people is like ask questions of your body. Our bodies are intelligent. Mm-hmm. And they have so much wisdom. And if you ask the questions and then just get still and quiet and allow the answers to come. And so I'll, I'll tune in and ask, is this mine or is this someone else's? Wow. And if it's someone else's, then I'll go through a process of just clearing it and allowing it. Like sometimes it's literally like I go outside and lay my hands on a tree and just ask, like I'm really connected to nature. And so I'll just ask like, that the energy be moved through me and lovingly sent back wow. into the earth. Um, and then other times if it's my energy and I'm recognizing that I have, because our bodies, a lot of times like sickness um, is associated with something at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And so if there's something that isn't working in our life, then oftentimes our physical body may experience symptoms. And so I always, the same thing. It's like, I'll ask questions of it and say, okay, what is it that what's here? And what am I really, is there something I'm really afraid of that I'm not acknowledging? And so it's been, it's been a journey. It's not something that I just, I had to, it's a practice. It's like a, it's a practice to get in it and to remind myself like, okay, is this mine? And if it is, then what do I want to do with that? If it's not, then how can I clear it? And some of the, like, weight that you would feel that where wherever it would come from I'm sure depending on how uh, heavy it would be it would take you know quite some practice to really release it yes what's what's the clearing Mm -hmm. process I mean because you really kind of opened the the way that you say you pinpointed like when you feel it in a certain area you have you're pretty clear now that it's not yours like in and it makes sense like in the your upper back and your neck that it's like you're carrying something so it's right. coming from some external some somebody or some other external thing and i'm sure we've all felt that at times myself included uh and pretty often like i can even feel a little bit of weight every now and then when i have a great release it kind of rises to the surface understandably so because that means it's on its way out because it all has right. to rise uh but i'd love to can you explain a little bit more of the kind of clearing process uh, and, and getting really even refined, more in tune with uh, the, the, the sensations that the body is um, verbalizing to you or yeah, expressing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So everything, everything is energy. So I think of like our bodies are energy, our like trees like anything mm-hmm. anything physical like it's all there it's all energy and you can feel it and and some people like I used to deny it and think like oh I don't I don't feel that or I don't mm-hmm. sense things but we all have we all have innate abilities within us to sense and it just may look different for different people um but in general a clearing practice is I, I typically will drop into a meditation and allow myself like just really focus on my breath and when you tune into your breath and allow that to guide you one as you know because you're very seasoned in this area is it just it takes you out of 
whatever's going on in your mind yeah. and it really slows your nervous system. And so I'll focus on my breath and then I will just ask that I'll tune in and just ask that any energy that's stored in my body that's not mine be released. And sometimes it's just a practice of met sitting and meditating and breathing into it and allowing it. And then other times it's like, I physically need to go outside and like, just put my, as I said, like put my hands on a tree or pick up a rock and just like feel the energy or barefoot in the ground. Like I often do that between zoom calls because as many of us know, like from after COVID, it's like, we're all so in the virtual world now. And even that was like starting to to weigh on me in some sense. And so now I will just like, if I have a day full of calls in between calls, I just go outside, even if it's like one or two minutes and I'll just stand outside and just ground myself in the earth. And that just, it's like, we, I don't know, sometimes we take for granted the power of nature Mm -hmm. and just the healing aspects that it has. And so that's a big practice that I often recommend And then if you don't have access to that, you can just bring to mind like a a tree or a rock or even a fire and just imagine yourself like releasing whatever's there and burning it into the the fire or or letting it go on something else so that it's just releasing from your body and then just trust, just trust that it's being released. It's uh, that even trust in, in my experience has been like a, a muscle of building because it's like sometimes you can only trust there's like so many levels to it so you can only trust so much at a certain time but what I love about trust and, and with meditation and all that you were talking about is you always like receive exactly what you're able to at that certain at that at that uh, point of practice yes. As, as, as you know, I'm sure, and when, when, you, when there's something like a real weight that you're carrying that's a lot heavier, let's say, or it was kind of really em- embodied for a while and it takes a lot of practice for it to rise and, and clear out. And, you know, as we've learned, like with uh, Dispenza and other meditation practices we've done, the body wants to stay in that familiar yes. uh, place. And with that, when something's like really deep and it's rising, the body kind of sense really kind of any signals that arises as a certain thought to, to stay in that known. And sometimes it can be really uh, concerning or, or, or fearful in how it uh, manifests. How, how in those moments, how have you learned to um, be in tune and recognize oh it's just a thought and to to keep going kind of further yeah well sometimes it's so interesting because it's it's absolutely is a practice it's um sometimes it i can recognize it like right away and i'm like okay great but then other times i will just be in it and it takes like i was sick recently and i had a cold and i just had this chronic cough and i um I just kept like kind of brushing it off, brushing it off. And then I recognized one day it hit me. I was like, oh, every time I go on retreat and come back, I tend to get sick. 
So it's like I'm releasing, I'm upgrading in a way, but then I'm releasing a lot while I'm retreat. But then I don't have practice. I didn't, I don't always have practices in place to um, step into that new energy. And so I'll, I'll get sick and then I'll be in it. And when I don't feel well, then I'm just like, I'm totally in a lower vibration. <laughs> and it's like, it takes, it will take extra effort sometimes for me to remind myself that. And then sometimes I just will surrender into rest Yeah. and just know that, okay, right now, the best thing I can give myself and give my body is sleep. And it's amazing that just by doing that, how much it makes, it really does make a difference in shifting those vibrations. And sometimes it takes like, I mean, it's, it's taken a while. And I recognize I was like, okay, this is a, a season right now where I'm just meant to slow down and rest. And then I'll know it's like, then I'll trust that when it's time and when the energy rises. And so I did, it's like, I finally got to a point of surrender. And I think that's it. It's like, we, we can be in the discomfort because it's comfortable. A lot of times our discomfort is comfortable to us because it's what we know. And, and so for me, chaos is very comfortable like I learned that from a young age I learned how to survive in it and so surviving is comfortable yeah and so it's been a practice to step into like step out of that really and just recognize like oh my new comfort can actually be living in a higher vibration and allowing things like I have a sign on my desk that says allow or it says always believe that something wonderful is about to happen because I recognize that I was not viewing Mm. life. I was always expecting the worst thing or worst case scenario to happen. Yeah. And so then what's going to happen is you're going to match that. Yeah. Cause we were, we were kind of grew up preparing for the worst case scenario. And so it's reversing, it's changing that uh, perspective. Right. The, the, the feeling of sickness after like retreats, it makes sense because you're, uh, you raise, like you said, you raise your vibration so much. So then when you come home after however long it was, the, the it's, it's, it's like a natural process. The autonomic nervous system is like clearing out anything that doesn't uh, align with that kind of greater uh, expression of, of health. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, it was, it's funny though, because like I, when I came home, uh after like dispenses i was feeling kind of sick like that and because it happens to be covid time though everybody's like oh my gosh it's it's got to be covid <laughs> i'm like right. no it's 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 it can't be <laughs> yeah that was so that was me two weeks ago it was like i had a chronic cough and yeah. people were like oh my goodness and i was like you were traveling and i was like it's exactly. not no it's not, it's not that <laughs> what's the What's this uh, recent retreat that you were talking about that we were messaging about, um, really about like shifting your energy? Can you uh, talk a little bit about that? Yes, I went on a retreat with Darla Ledoux, who's the owner of Sourced Experience. And she actually just came out with a book, a new book called Shift Shift the Field that talks a lot about energy. And she goes through her um, framework of the anatomy of a transformation. And so we, on retreat, we were um, so like really centered around energy and being in our sourced, she calls it sourced magic. And mm-hmm. so 
there's different types that I think there's six different types of source magic that she has that you can identify through a quiz. But so I got sensation magic. And so that's really like what I described with feeling things in my body and being empathic and really having to protect. It's important for me to protect my energy. And, and so we, we spent time like really honing in on our magic. And so I was able to, it's like, I do Oracle card sessions with my clients and I'll always at the beginning, I'll take them through a meditation and just to ground themselves and chakra healing always comes up for me. It's like, I just naturally go into that and clearing chakras. And, and so I recognized, I thought, oh, maybe this is something to expand upon. And so I, I spent some time during the retreat, we got to practice, um, different different energies and ways of going about our work and so I was like you know what I'm going to do this and so I was I still used oracle cards as like a tool but I was really more tuning into the person's body and wanted to see what came up for me and trust like start practicing that muscle of trusting my body to feel things and so it was really interesting because the person I was paired with um I noticed it's like as I was um, guiding her in the meditation whenever we came up to like the throat chakra my throat kind of got tight and when you and were then helping, I asked her when you were helping her. when I was helping like helping her and um oh. and so then after I asked her after the meditation I said what showed up for you and she said well my throat was like oh interesting so I was feeling it. that yeah. yeah and then and so now I'm starting to just like trust that more because I I've dismissed it for so long thinking that it's weird. I mean, it's weird. And especially people who aren't familiar with this type of language or transformational path, it can come across as like, that doesn't seem real and it can be easily dismissed. And so I recognize I've been dismissing it for a while, not recognizing that I have this gift within me. So the retreat really supported me and honing in on that more. So you were, you were using more of like the Oracle cards to help with the other person, but now you're able to just really tune in and it's almost like you can sense what the other person is experiencing. Yes. Yeah. So it's like feeling, I can feel in my body and I feel into what they're experiencing and it, it will create an opening for me to ask questions. Interesting. Um, yeah, and then, how, how, has, how has it really helped when you have a client, if somebody's interested and in, in curious to learn more, how do you take all the stuff that you've learned and guide somebody through that? Because it sounds like you really are in tune, not just with your own body, but with others. So how do you open and hold space there? Yeah, so I will, it's, it's very similar to like really anything that I do. It's like, I always set an intention beforehand that the highest like whatever the highest good for the person and whatever needs to be revealed will show up for them and so it's really it's a big practice and trust and trusting that and I was working with a client last week and so I thought okay I'm gonna put into practice what I learned on retreat and I'm just gonna go for it and trust that it's going like things are gonna show up and so I, I again started with the meditation and then I just had an image. It was like I had an image when I got to um, leading her through the heart chakra and cleansing that. And so then afterwards I said, I was like, how's your 
what did it feel? Did you have any messages show up around your heart space? And then she said, yeah, actually. And so we, we were able to dive into that more. And then I use Oracle cards. as just like a, a compliment to the session. And then the cards kind of just really spoke to that healing. And so I'm, I'm learning now as I step into it more that it's like, I have it within me. Yeah. And um, before it was like my Oracle cards were like my, my crutch. And now what, I'm what like, exactly are the, what do they have on them? Like what kind of messages or, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, most people like whenever I, I teach a course on Oracle cards, um, and I'm starting, I've got a new, I'm starting the next round in May, but a lot of times when I say I do Oracle cards, people are like, Oh, tarot cards. And, they're different. It's like, they're both ways of receiving information. And what I like to say is Oracle cards are the, a mirror reflecting back to you what you already know inside. Exactly. So there's all different decks that you can get. I have multiple different decks and they have different themes and different depths of the message. Some are very simple and to the point and some are like very in depth and, and it can be from anything from like I know I'm, I'm in a phase right now where I'm shifting from one space to another. And so the other day I pulled this time to go card and it's like, you have nothing more to learn about yeah. this area of your life. And so, so the messages will provide a little more depth. And most of the time when I'm pulling cards for my clients, that's what I say. It's like, they already know it inside them, but sometimes yeah. you need that yeah. extra support to remind you. It's nice. And I like what you said, uh, how you realized when you were honoring your own power, that it became more of like a tool that complemented that. Because, yeah. you know, as, as we also learned, we don't want to um, become victim or like be used by that, that tool, by the exactly. oracle, by the, by the book, by the whatever it may be. Right. And that's what I, I teach in my courses, no matter what, like if you're in a confusion, like I, I teach my students like when to pull cards and when not to pull cards. Cause if you're already in a mental spiral and confusing and asking why is this happening or whatever, that's not a time because yeah. it's just going to confuse you more. Mm -hmm. And so I say that it's like, ultimately, no matter what, whether you're working with Oracle cards or you're working with a medium or you're meditating and you get a message, whatever it is, it's like, you still ultimately have the authority. Yeah. I, that's a powerful, um, switch. It's, it's also kind of like, um, I used to try this thing occasionally still do, uh, from this book I read it from Jewish background. It was called like, um, what was it called Jewish meditation? Um, but it had a part in there about prayer and you would write like an intention, like to, to source to God. And then you would flip open like a prayer book to, to a random, not really random, but, you know, page and whatever, you know, psalm or whatever it was on would, would have some kind of relevant uh, message. So it sounds very similar to the Oracle card, the message, at least that they were expressing, but the powerful switch uh, I experienced, and it sounds like you also experienced is, is having these themes as a tool rather than like an escape in a way right. not really an escape but relying mm -hmm. on them yes and it includes like the meditation which is you know it's inside of you but it's 
I, I, when I realized that, then those messages or the, the cards, I, have, I don't really have experience with the cards, but excuse me, sounds similar to the prayers or to the holy objects, whatever yeah. it is, yeah. then, the, then the way in which I engaged in them also kind of fused together with the actual message or the um, performance of the action to a greater like experience. Yes, yeah. And I think it's a reminder too that anything can become a crutch. Yeah. And even yoga, when I was um, doing my yoga teacher training, I got so like focused on completing my certification within a certain amount of time and just taking yoga classes that I just like checked myself out of the world and was just focused on numbers. And so it was like, I was just like showing up for class some days I was doing three classes a day and I was missing. It was like, I was totally missing the point of yoga. And, and so I think it's just like noticing it's like, we talk about boundaries a lot and it's just even noticing healthy boundaries around the things that are, are beneficial for us too. It's just like noticing anything that you're giving your power away to that's like coming in and allowing, like actually pulling away from it being something useful for you. Wow. So I think it's really learning that balance. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. That's uh, yeah. it's cool. And such an amazing um, paradigm shift yes. in the tools that we use and can learn um so once again thank you so much you have the your your website it's and you have the different coaching you have the oracle cards and the revealing your soul photo shoot shoot and god willing soon enough when things start opening up as they have been the solo solo retreats i like it yes uh, what's the what's the meaning behind the the name wandering aunt Yes. So I have four nieces and a nephew and I wanted to, they're, I say they're my first, my first loves next to travel. And so I started my blog four years ago and I thought, oh, I want to combine my two loves. And so that's how Wandering Ant came about. Awesome. Well, Robin, it's been such a pleasure. Uh, How can people other than following you on your website, wonderingaunt.com. Um, how can people get in, get in touch with you learn more about the different coaching you're doing and the traveling and the photo shoots? And if yes. anybody's interested in supporting. Yeah, absolutely. So you can visit my website, wanderingant.com and also my social media handle is at wanderingant. And just reach out to me, send me a message if you want to learn more. And I also have an option on my site where you can schedule a 15 minute curiosity call. So if you wanna explore more of what, what it might look like to work together. Awesome. Well, I, I know when, when I was learning like from the certification in holistic nutrition um, and the coaching certification, you know, everybody wants to be heard, to be loved and to belong and to be seen and uh, I really think all the work that you're doing is, is really helping us get into that space and in tune with our body. So we're not just looking for those 
for being to look for being heard or loved from something externally but internally and as we learn to belong and be, love ourselves and to and hear our own internal voice you know as we mentioned earlier then external world will reflect that because we're believing it ourselves so thank you so much for taking your time to to speak with me it's been a, a privilege and uh, just exciting to to be able to have met you and I would I'd like to say met you spontaneously a couple times now yes and, uh, to, to remain and maintain contact yes thank you so much Solomon for having me as a guest and yeah I look forward to more spontaneous connections. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening. I hope this episode brought you some really great value. If you enjoyed any of these episodes or would like to hear more, please leave me a review on Apple or Anchor podcast. I'm always looking out for topics to learn and talk about, gifts to share, and value to bring to us all. For more updates, please check out SolomonEzra.com. That's S-O-L-O-M-O-N-E-Z-R-A. That's where you can also sign up for newsletters, read about blogs, and hear my different podcasts. Take care.